Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Seven possessions for New Orleans and not one point. Russell for three. Yep. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I am Joe Cardosi, joined by the chap fallen, Mr. Jim Eichenhofer. And uh, Jim, uh, you know, last night was um, a punch to the gut in a, in, a, in a way I haven't gotten since probably junior high. I mm. I was driving to uh, work this morning. There's some construction going on, extra traffic there. And there's a guy just screaming at the red light that had turned green. Why is it like this? And I was like, me and him. Me and him agree <laughs> about everything right now. I uh, yeah, the homeless guy who was uh, there. I usually wave to him. He gave me the finger because he saw my Pelican shirt. And mm. I understand people are mad at the Pelicans. I promise I didn't do it. Uh, but I understand. I think the Pelicans gave a lot of people false hope. Um, you know, maybe false hope. It, it, we've talked about the roller coaster we've been on. We were feeling good going into that game. I legitimately felt confident, and now we're back in the doldrums. Yes, it was. Uh, I'm not sure how long I want to talk about that game last night because it was one of the uh, yeah. We we just have worst to. moments of this year for me. I would say I can bear um, any pain as long as it has meaning, Jim. Yeah, Make it have meaning, please. Yeah, I mean, I. The way that the first half, the way the game started, where they were down fourteen nothing, it was just kind of stunning. And the fact that they were down by thirty five at halftime, you tweeted I, about it. You've never seen the first five minutes of a game dictate right. the entire pace of the game, right? And it, it actually was the biggest deficit at halftime in team history. So, which I guess makes sense. It's hard to be up by more than thirty five in Not the first surprising twenty four minutes result, of a game. Yeah. So, I mean, it was brutal. But I mean, I, I remember saying this after the Oklahoma City game on Saturday in the post game radio show that I was happy that they got to play the next night against Portland, and that turned out to be very uh, a wise thing to say because they came back and Obviously had a great night, it. and it was easy to well, – that too. <laughs> it was easy to, uh, to, to forget about the OKC game, at least a little, to some extent, because you played so well against Portland. Now, in this situation, you don't play again for three days, and I, I don't – I definitely don't like that, that we're going to have to sit on this. We haven't been playing well until after Friday. stretches off, which you'd think right. would be the opposite. That, that's true. When that's we've true, had yeah. two games yep. off in a, or two days off in right. a row, we've come out flat. That was the case before the OKC game. They yeah. played Wednesday, had a really good win against Dallas, didn't play again until Saturday, and obviously did not play well against the Thunder whatsoever and lost that game. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, they're going to practice on Wednesday. I'm sure there's going to be some frustration and that, that they, they get out from just getting back on the court. They're going to travel to Houston on Thursday. 
Uh, the game is Friday night. It just I, I feel like this is going to feel like a long time because we're going to be stewing about this for a few days. I'm going to try not yeah. to focus on it too much or think about it too much. I, I tried to erase me it. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell. It's not bothering me at all. Yeah. Uh, I've been talking about the Lakers uh, for a while now. I can't mispronounce it anymore, Jim. They have uh, they have won. I guess they earned it. They have broken me. They are no longer the... They're the Lakers. I am going to hit the L. They are the Lakers. I They have just beaten us to the point to where I feel like they've earned the respect. Uh, look, they're the, the new look Lakers are different. And mm-hmm. uh, at this point, just making fun of them and, and saying, it just feels like, uh, I don't know, I feel like uh, like Ernie Terrell when Muhammad Ali was just beating him. He kept calling him Cassius Clay and Muhammad Ali kept going, what's my name? What's my name? And I'm just going, the Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm willing to give them respect at least for a few days. I think that's about I'll max out on that. Yeah. We'll see what happens going forward. I mean, just because last night happened doesn't mean that that's the way the rest of the season is going to go. Yeah. As we saw by the fact that every other game lately has been drastically different. So, yes. I mean, hopefully that'll happen on Friday. And then on Sunday, they can break that trend of every other game playing really well or playing poorly. So, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you you have to, you don't really have a choice other than to give them the credit and the respect for playing the way that they did. And when a team comes into your arena and wins in such dominating fashion, you, you have to kind of tip your hat and say, I mean, the way that they were shooting threes in the first half, Malik right Beasley now. was just not hesitant. I mean, he never hesitates, but he was making everything. I mean, Willie um, Green said it himself. He said they, they their shot making demoralized us, yeah. and it did. I mean, yeah. it seemed like mm-hmm. the Pelicans were trying to keep pace by just volume alone, right? But the shots were not falling. Mm-hmm. No matter how much volume, no matter who was shooting them, it just was insurmountable. I mean, you were down thirty five at the half, and it felt somehow like more. And I think we saw too, as we've talked about in the past, the volatility of the three point shot. I mean, even the best teams in the league, if you're taking as many as a lot of these teams are where you're taking 30, 40 a night. Some nights you're going to go 19 for 40, which I think was what the Pelicans were Sunday against Portland. And then the next game you might be 11 for 43, which is what they were against the Lakers. So it's not something I think that you can definitely count on. I mean, we've seen historically great shooting teams like the Rockets a few years ago miss 27 consecutive three-pointers in the biggest game of the season. And And a lot of people say, just keep putting them up, keep putting them up, keep putting them up, but just eventually it just, it's not going to work. Yeah, and I think to your point about what you said, the the demoralizing aspect of the start of the game, it did seem like, I mean, anyone that was in the arena was like, this one team on one end is making everything, the Mm -hmm. team on the other hand keep... And keeps it in the back of the rim and just keep clanking up yeah, shots. It was ugly misses. It and wasn't just misses. They were ugly. It, and it is hard to keep your your confidence up when that's happening. But um, it just kind of snowballed. And then that's how you end up with down by such a monumental number at halftime that was pretty much insurmountable. They did make a good run in the second half. And yeah. there was one play, and I hate to even dwell on one play in a game like that. <laughs> but, I mean, they got to the point where they're down 13. They had a fast break kind of a pass ahead gets broken up foul on Herb Jones for taking down D'Angelo Russell. That was the point where I was like, of course they needed to play perfect for the last mm-hmm. four or five minutes to even have a chance. Yeah. But that was the, at the that Lakers point. were trying to give it away. I mean, they, they were. came out of the second half just absolutely flat. Like after halftime, they were done. Right. right. And uh, I mean, if the Pelicans had had any gas, they could have maybe contributed to the biggest collapse in, that mm-hmm. I've seen in a long time. Right. But uh, but man, I mean, to your point, they were down only thirteen, and and 
if we were on the other side of things, I bet Graf would have been nervous. He, he would have been very nervous. That. He would have been very nervous. But then that play was sort of the end of the momentum. Yeah. I mean, you you sort of needed to play perfectly, and that was like, well, it's it's pretty much over. We didn't deserve it anyway. Right. I mean, no, to be no honest, doubt. absolutely, that would have been 100%. absolutely theft. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but. You know, it's it's just it's it's tough, man. You know, I I cannot stand uh, that team, and uh, that is well known. But now you get you know they get LeBron back, and and they play this way. I've talked about how if we get Zion back and Bi healthy, you don't want to see us. But man, you're not you're not going to see that Lakers team. At least I don't. Yeah, they they look really good. I mean, there's no doubt that the trade moves the moves that they made at the trade deadline improved them significantly. I will say though that as I sit here. It almost feels a little bit like you have to remind yourself that you're only one game behind them in the standings. Yes. I realize that they also won the tiebreaker, so essentially it's two games. That's what I want to but, talk to you about. Is like, you know, why did it hurt so bad last night? I think a lot of it's personal feelings, and a lot of it's because it counted for just basically more than one win, yeah, more the, than one loss. The very tangible aspect of that game. I mean, they also tangibly dropped from tenth to twelfth. Um, as we mentioned, they don't t- play till Friday, so we're gonna. It's gonna. They're gonna be in twelve for a, a while because um, they're not close enough to some of the other teams. Utah. This is just a random coincidence. Utah doesn't play till Saturday, so this is gonna be the way it is for a few days, where you're in twelfth place and you're looking up at everybody, and you can't do a whole lot to change that. So, but 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 in terms of just specifically to the Lakers, yeah, I mean, Pelicans would have had the tiebreaker. They would have tied the season series, and then yep. they would they would have had conference record. Um, I hate to sit here and go back to this, but that shot that Matt Ryan made for the Lakers to that oh. miracle three pointer. I mean, turn that, off your ears, Graf. Plug them up. That's gonna be. I mean, that's that's a huge play right now. I, I there was Graf no, was talking about it last night. Was he, he talking about it? Okay, I was thinking. I was yeah. thinking like maybe he just won't get over it. Maybe right. it's because his name is Matt Ryan and he has had a grudge against yes. the the Falcons for so long. But you know, last night he brought up that play and how it might be the season and. And a party was like, ah, that's that's. Graph. I thought that was crazy to, at the but time it's to correct. think that. Yeah, I thought at the time. There's, I mean, come on, this is insane to think that this play that happened mm-hmm. way back in October, November is going to be that much of a determining factor. But I mean, it really is because is. that would have been. He's right. It would have been two-two series. The Pelicans would have had the tiebreaker, et cetera, et cetera. I probably shouldn't even have brought it up. And if Graf is listening to this, <sighs> I'm going to. Pull him back into the I'm despair. Tell him not. I, I think he's on a, a bit of a, He's like a, the Aaron Rodgers silence thing. He's just going to lock himself in a room. Gotcha. Here's the thing. Don't watch the sports coverage today. It ain't going to be kind. Uh, but one thing that is always kind and one person we are always excited to see, Aaron Hardigan of Bally Sports, host and reporter over there. She was here live in the Smoothie King Center alongside Madison Hawk and David Wesley. She has been bringing Madison Hawk on her very first tour of New Orleans. And, you know, we just hope that she has been hydrating. So she is at the airport right now on her way out of town, hopefully feeling well. We're going to check on her. We need to take inventory of how everyone is feeling today. So let's catch up with Bally Sports' Aaron Hardigan. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, cannot think of an energy we need more on this broadcast today. Aaron Hardigan of Valley Sports, as I live and breathe. I got a question for you. How are you doing? I, I think the question should should be how are you doing? Um, <laughs> listen, listen. Okay, let me let me just open this world renowned podcast with a few things. Right, one. The highlight for me last night was getting to see you both in the flesh. First and foremost, we'll get that out of the way. Right. Yeah. The other. Joe's tweeted screenshot of graph at whatever point in the game that was. Hit JCAR 504 on the Twitter to experience this photo. And listen, while y'all know I really wanted to come on here following a win, it was obviously played to join on Monday following a massive victory over Portland until scheduling conflict. Mm-hmm. The more I pray to literally every higher power above, the more I feel it was meant to be. Because Jim, my friend, I believe today it is our duty and our calling to help Joe. To be there for him, to console him, to encourage him to get back in that ring and fight again. Will you join me in this cause? Uh, I'm not sure if he can be helped at this point. But, but we'll we'll do the we'll do the best we can. I have to say, I'm not sure if we're off to a good start. If the highlight of your trip was seeing Joe and I in person, but yeah, I was about to say it seemed like dis- a lovely story. trip. I'm, I'm sorry it was ruined by a basketball game. Uh, other than that, it seemed like it was great on Instagram. Listen, well, yes. I mean, so, yeah, the day off might have also been the highlight. Jim, Jim's tweet, your tweet last night, I didn't even mention it on the post game show, was so, it was so accurate because it, it was like, I don't remember y'all a more roller coaster of a homestand than the one we just mm-hmm. experienced, right? Yeah. Je- you called it Jekyll and Hyde, you know, so appropriately. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, you know, you, you, you defeat, you open it up defeating Dallas with Kyrie and Luke on the floor for the majority of this game, you know, fall to Oklahoma City. I obviously missed that one. I was at a wedding, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, then you turn around, you're like, you dominate Portland, you're up as many as 39, then you're down as many as 39. Like, I mean, it, it's the inconsistency is, is obviously the concern, but David and Wesley and I had a conversation about this. I think a lot of that stems from the fact that, like, I mean, this is a pretty young team, or we're at least relying on a lot of young guys that are kind of trying to figure out how to navigate this league and playing consistently on a nightly basis and kind of what it takes to, you know, complete, you know, to to, to nab wins, especially this time of year. Um, sure. And so I don't know if that, like, that's played a factor, but, um, I, and, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, I don't know if you guys got to hear Mike Malone's post-game press conference last night after Denver's fourth straight loss. Mm-mm. But, you know, he, he said it best. He was like, who the heck are we to think we're going to win a game playing three quarters? Everyone is playing for something. There is no time to take anyone lightly. Everyone is playing for something, including the bottom feeders like Houston. They're playing for pride. And we saw that the other night when they defeated Boston. Now they're hosting the Lakers before they welcome in the Pelicans for a pair. So, 
Joe, talk me through it. How we like how we feeling about the final thirteen? It's it's not good for me because I felt like we had to win that one. I feel like we got to go on this home stretch here or on this road stretch here and and tear up some uh, some what looks like fresh meat, but. Like you said, Houston just come off beating Boston, and now they're going to face the Lakers without Anthony Davis, by the way, and then they're going to see us twice. So, I, you know, people, I think, look at the Pelicans now as if we are uh, fresh meat for them. Nobody's scared of us anymore. I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, they, they shouldn't look past us. I mean, I'll tell you that, right? Yes, yes. I mean, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, Larry Nance, you know, was, was mentioning, you know, he even joked, you know, even on a night off, like, even when Pels aren't playing, they're moving up and down and all around in the state. When you see shuffling on a nightly basis, I mean, I can't remember a year in which the Western Conference was this congested. So that is why there is no room for air because I'll, I'll tell you that like this, you want, you want to be in as comfortable as a position as you can, like toward the end of the year, Mm -hmm. like that may not be the case, just considering the circumstances in the Wild West this year, but I'll tell you, I don't want this thing coming down to April 9th in Minnesota where the Wolves have traditionally had the Pelicans number. And Anthony Edwards, the way he's playing and what they're playing for, we need to start now. And so I hope Willie Green kind of has the same approach that Mike Malone had in his press conference last night. He said, you know, right now, like, we're facing adversity. And he said, I see it as an opportunity as a coach to see Who's when they're with their backs against the wall? Who is willing to step up and fight with me? Because he said, "I'm showing up today. I'll be there tomorrow, and I'll be there the day after." Who's going to Who's going to be there with me? Yeah, Aaron. You know, you mentioned what I tweeted as far as how it's been so up and down, or it was so up and down on this homestand. I think my main thing with that is I was I'm just confused, and I, a lot of people kind of responded to that tweet and tried to explain it to me. <laughs> As though, uh, maybe you know, maybe and they had to gym splain it the, back to them. <laughs> maybe, I maybe they, Joe, I, you and I, <laughs> maybe they had some. Is just, that a new term? I love it. I'm yes, trying to shoehorn it in everything. Yeah, he's 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 got a long list of yeah, stuff. Gym splain. I think he has, he has stuff that we haven't even gotten to yet on this on this. Uh, yeah, I'm just waiting for us to list. use the word for some reason but, so uh, I can squeeze Jim, Jim into Jim, it. Jim, you just have you just have a very punny name, and I yes, love that. Yes. <laughs> People also enjoy turning my name into other things. Just when they talk to me too, they like calling me Jimothy. They like call me Jimbo. Yeah, sorry, that's a, that's a whole other story though. But no, um, you know the people were trying to impart a lot of wisdom in, into me in, in terms of trying to, ex- you know, show me the way of how it makes sense that, like you said, that they were down by thirty, they were up by thirty nine against Portland, and they were down by as much as forty against the Lakers. And I don't care. You can sit here and sit me down and try to talk some sense into me for hours and hours. I, Good it's, luck. It's still not. <laughs> it's still not going to make sense to me. Um, I just, it, it's just so confusing, especially this late in the season. Like usually by now, you kind of have a good feel for yeah, what a team know is going to do. By now. And Aaron, you also mentioned, you know, no team should be looking past the Pelicans, which I agree with, but the way that they've been playing lately, and again, I have no explanation for this, but the way they've been playing lately, it's like you can look past them, but only every other game. So I, I can't, <laughs> I can't figure that part out either. So it, aim, it's just aim, confusing. That's the truth. No, and, well, and here's, okay. This is, this is something else. I, you know, and again, it's a conversation I had with David who, you know, went undrafted, made a 14-year career, got a lot of experience. He knows what he's he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. Yep. He he believes, and, and I'm with him, that there needs to be a player in that locker room that steps up and delivers this message to the team. You know, like frankly, mm-hmm. I mean, last night I was thinking, like, if I'm willing, like, I'm not even going in at the half. Like, yeah. y'all figure it out. Like, you're you're in the trenches together. You're out there on the floor. You're the yeah. ones playing together. 
someone step up and like rally this troop? Who is that going to be? Um, and I think, I think it could be, I, I'm looking at Larry Nance Jr. I am like an Uber. I am like a super Larry, like I'm a super fan of him, mm-hmm. both on and off the floor. Right. Like I, I love, I love, you know, he's just, he's, he's obviously a great personality, hilarious. Yeah. His yeah. game recaps are a, a, a close second to yours, Jim. They are not. Just, I mean, like, there's yeah. nothing like a like a gym recap, and we we promote it all the time on Pelicans Live. I appreciate that. They start pretty dropping pretty memes, but, Jim. Come on. Yeah. Man. No. I like Aaron. I, it's okay to be honest and say that you enjoy his more than mine. I enjoy his more than mine as well. So it's it's okay. <laughs> but I appreciate you. I appreciate you uh, giving hey, me some Jim good propaganda. No. But and I, I obviously love his play you know, on the floor and, and, and everything he does in the community off the floor. But I also love, and I don't know if you've noticed this in, in most of Larry's interviews this year, like he is very, um, everything is calculated. Yeah, he chooses everything his he words carefully. Calculated. Yes. And, yes. And there are subliminal messages mm-hmm. and that's, that's ultimately how you do it. You know, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that, that was what Mike Malone was doing last night in his mm-hmm. press conference. Those were, there were many subliminal messages to his team and what he had to say at the mic. And that's kind of what Larry does. And I admire that about him. It's kind of, you know, he says he's, he doesn't consider himself a veteran in the league. I think at this point, like I do just because, and, and you know, he grew up around the league with his dad and whatnot. Yeah. So he just, you know, he gets it. But um, I would love to see a guy like him, you know, kind of step up and, and kind of, gather these troops because listen willie can he can you know yell till he, his voice goes out you know not yell you know i mean he yeah. can preach and preach and preach until the voice goes out but because willie actually <laughs> i don't know if he yells i don't think he even has that register in his um, voice i'm not sure <laughs> i don't know um i know he doesn't curse but yeah maybe larry could throw a few of those in there yeah um but but i i would like to see someone within that locker room step up and kind of gather this this squad in the, in the final stretch and Larry called these final 13 must win. Yeah. I mean, this deep into the season too. I mean, you want to have as many voices as you can, because even if it was, if it was just the coaches or just the players or just one single guy in the locker room, it gets kind of old when you're 70 games into the Well, you almost need like an this. outside voice too. someone like Nance who came to this team. A lot of these yeah. guys were drafted with each other, came up with each other mm-hmm. and sure they're friends, but I don't know if they're comfortable enough with each other. Uh, or old enough and, and, and seasoned enough to know how to approach like, hey, man, what's going on? Why are you playing like this? Right. Nance is an outside voice, a veteran who's played on other teams, just offers a different perspective. Yeah, you know, Aaron, too, if I can weigh in on what you were mentioned earlier about the must-win part of it, too, I think what you said in, in terms of Larry Nance or a voice in the locker room kind of you know, getting everyone on the same page or, or emphasizing the importance of the games that are coming up, I think – most realistic people, most reasonable people can look at these next four games on the schedule in terms of whether it's a must win or not is, is another topic. But I think you can look at these next four games and say that if you split these games or you struggle in them, you're not going to be in a position to really say that this team deserves to be in the play in tournament or in the postseason at all. So I think that's where to me, a lot of the, beyond the obvious where the urgency comes from is this next set of games. You really need to do some damage so that you can, put yourself in better position. I mean, they're in 12th place right now. If they go two and two on this stretch or one and three on this stretch, for example, um, they'll be in big trouble. There'll only be nine games left in the regular season at that point. You need to try to make is make up some ground and, and just take advantage of it. So I'm with you, Aaron, that it's, it's, I mean, we've been saying this for a while, but I mean, it's eventually you get to the point where it's like, well, you ran out of games and you can talk about what you need to do and it, but it's too late. And I think 
we're really right on the kind of the precipice of that right now that they this this next week is just monumental in terms of what we're going to be talking about in April. Oh, I'm so sorry. I my cheek muted, y'all, and so here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm we at the should airport. Mention, yeah, Aaron's at the airport. Shout over the loudspeaker. This city is kicking me out. It's a tradition unlike any other. <laughs> I mean, I it, it, we're off to a great start here. Following last night, no, with this team, when they are going, when they are going well, like when things are sinking, it's a fast start. You know, I think the other night when they, you know, when they defeated Portland, they became, you know, tw- they improved at 25 and 10 when leading at the half, you know, it's that collective effort, ball movement, scoring and transition. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would like to see, again, the fast start because Willie mentioned that, you know, in in the uh, post-game press conference last night, we talked about it on post-game. Yes, they were down as many as 40 to the Lakers and they cut it to within 13 in the second half. If you saw that energy in in the final two quarters in the first two, you wouldn't have dug yourself a hole too deep to climb out of and like so, so it's, it's it's kind of it's started it's setting the tone is what i would like to see on this road trip and then i i laugh when people you know i in fact my uh my uber driver on the way to the airport was like well at least they'll come home and you know they, they got san antonio I'm like they're they, they don't have any well, i don't even know who's on their roster i go i'm thinking san antonio just like killed denver and then oklahoma city turned around and killed san antonio like you know i mean it's it it, it, it it's, it's, there's, it's a total gamble right now in the league. Um, sure. And again, everyone is playing for, at the very least, pride right now, if not a play-in position or a home floor advantage. I mean, everyone is playing for something. Um, and so, uh, you, again, you can't take anyone lightly. But, yeah, I would like to see them um, kind of get off to faster starts and then obviously play a full 48, which I feel Will, Willie's got to feel like a broken record at this point yeah. because it's Poor like Willie. that's been the message all year. And so that's something I'll be looking for in Houston. Well, Hardigan, we ate our vegetables. We talked about the Lakers game, and uh, and now you are off from our fair city. I got to ask, this was, uh, I believe, Madison Hawks' first time here, and you are a great tour guide to have because I can't imagine anybody who's a better party host than Aaron <laughs> Hardigan. Uh, you know, I got to say, did you do any rookie hazing for her while you were here? Did you take her to the uh, gritty dive bars, or where did you hang out? <laughs> Uh, when you were in New Orleans. Okay, you you won't believe this, but I've, I've been coming here for like a decade now, and I have never been to the Carousel Bar at Hotel yeah. Monteleone. And Very so I was cool. like, and she obviously, you know, I was like, okay, that'd be, let me tell you, having some adult beverages on a moving carousel yeah. just kind of adds to the uh, Challenge? <laughs> the effect. Yeah, I'm going to go to the restroom, and it's really a test. Yeah, yeah. You go try to go to the restroom after sitting on the carousel bar and a couple of mimosas. Uh, Yeah, it looked fun because I was like, I don't even know where they're at. You know, I'm a local. I'm here all the time. I eat at the local spots like the Burger King. You know what I mean? And I tell the people, hey, when you go to the Burger King, you got to try the burger. Okay, this is always my advice to everyone in New Orleans. Like, when you visit New Orleans, like – just walk. They're like, oh, where should I eat? Where should I? I'm like, just walk around, explore. And like, you'll like, there's so many great places that yeah. like, if you see something that looks good, pop in and try it. Like, it's going to be good. You know what I mean? Yep. But like, explore. 
explore and just like find places because everything is great. Absolutely. I do, I do the cartoon thing. Just follow your nose. And if you smell something, follow it. <laughs> you know, Joe, follow I, your heart. I noticed that Aaron skipped past the rookie hazing part. She apparently she, you don't have like get her. Madison has to get you donuts or anything. Yeah, Madison's got an oh, IV right wait. now and a bunch of Pedialyte. No, this is breaking news here on the podcast. Well, I might have talked about it last time. Breaking I can't news, remember. Yeah. It was like ages ago. But no. Okay. So she and David Wesley, I don't know if you caught it. She and David Wesley had a little wager going over the All-Star. Break. We did an NBA All-Star game draft mm. between David and Madison. They, they each got to draft five players. And we tallied points, boards, and assists during the all-star game with those chosen players and Mad- I believe it was Madison that set the wager. She said, loser has to wear a Kyle Kuzma esque outfit to work or, you know, like it has to do like the walk in and then rock it on air. Like a, like an like outrageously nice. like odd outfit. I like it. <laughs> and then she ended up losing. And so now we're trying to figure out like what look she needs to go for because we're about, we're going to do this on air. I think we're going to do it back in the studio. Yeah. It might but look we're fashionable like on her. Figure That's out the what problem. She should wear. So I need suggestions. Yeah. Anything Jim. I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to think from the Kuzma catalog of what was my favorite. Didn't he have one where he was, it looked like he was wearing like about eight, trash bags or yeah, something like that. he's dressed like a dude from Tron sometimes. <laughs> I have no idea what he's doing. He also had the one, he had like, I think it was like a super long pink sweater that had, like the sleeves were were about three feet too long. They like dragged along the ground. Yeah, he came to a game in a Pacific Rim robot one time. I don't know what that guy's doing. Uh, Let's, okay, Jim, we got to get this going on Twitter. We will put something out. Okay. We will, we will, we'll gather this this is going to rally the fan base once again. Yes. I, we're going to rally around Madison Fox, Kyle Kuzma-esque outfit on Pelicans Live. There we go. That is what is going to bring us back together. How about that? That's what we hope to do on the Pelicans podcast. We have a bet that uh, I'm going to grow Alfred Payton hair, uh, old school Alfred Payton <laughs> hair. If we don't get the six seed, I am growing it out because it's looking tougher and tougher. I know David Wesley can't do that. But I know he can do the Kyle Kuzma outfit, uh, so that looks fun. Uh, Aaron Hardigan, thank you so much for being a ray of sunshine on this gloomy, gloomy morning. It seemed so tough. I was just sitting here sighing at the wall, and then you came in, and I feel I feel born anew again. I'm ready for the home stretch, Aaron. Listen, as I'm filling out my March Madness bracket, I will be busted by day one. Um, I am looking forward to the NBA's version of that madness. I am here for it, and I uh, cannot wait to see you guys again. Yes, absolutely same. It was great to see you before the Lakers game when we were both still happy people. And uh, hopefully you have a safe trip back, and let's hope the Pelicans can make us happy once again. Hardigan, thank you so much for joining us on the Pelicans podcast. We will see you on Valley Sports soon. Oh my goodness, so great to have Aaron Hardigan on the podcast. You know, put her in the Hall of Fame of the Pelicans podcast. She is one of our absolute favorites, one of our favorite people, just period. Uh, Jim, you know, I I, I feel a little better. I'm not going to lie, I started this morning off just uh, sort of staring at a wall in silence, you know, uh, thinking, and, uh, you know, not, 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 not happy thoughts. And then I got in here and I saw your face and... You know, we listened to a little rat together because we're metalheads. And uh, then, you know, we talked to Hardigan and uh, I don't know, we did some push-ups together. Jim got to 1,000, I got to 42. And, uh, you know, I, I feel 
I, I feel ready again. I feel ready for the road stretch. Uh, it is Western Conference Wednesday as I look at the calendar. Jimmy, tell it down now! It is a Western Conference Wednesday indeed. Well, Joe, I'm glad you feel better. I, I think I still need a little time Emotionally to, get, exhausted, get, to yeah. get to that point. But it was good to kind of vent today a little bit, and it was good to to kind of reassess the whole situation. My pecs hurt. Awesome oh. to have Aaron on the show. Uh, great to get those 1,000 push-ups in that I got. Yeah, I, you did them one-armed. I, I, how do you even do it? It's yeah, crazy. I, I think I might need some ice here in a little bit. But but no, it, it's Western Conference Wednesday, so uh, I do want to kind of discuss a little bit of the situation right now. Um, it, feels, it, it, feels it, a, it feels a little awkward to break down the standings too much after the way that the Pelicans played last night, but we do have to remind ourselves that they're one game out of – 10th place. They're one game behind OKC, Dallas, and the Lakers are all 34 and 35. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks right now do not have Luka for their game Wednesday against the Spurs. Yep. You Kyrie's might say, hey, they're playing the too. Spurs. They should be able to take them. But the Spurs just beat Orlando. And as Aaron mentioned earlier in the show, the Spurs also upset Denver last yeah. week. So they've been looking a little frisky lately. They've been looking a little better. Yep. Um, but I, I think really, to me, over the next couple days – it's about obviously the Pelicans don't play. I'm going to just be monitoring the other games and seeing we see a lot of examples of here's another, here's another one. Golden state plays the Clippers tonight on Wednesday. And one of those teams has to lose. So that means that the Pelicans are going to gain a little ground on someone there. Um, There's a Mavericks Lakers game on Friday night as well. Obviously we'll have another show before that game is played, but just, I wanted to use that as an example of someone has to lose that game. So the, the Pel- if the Pelicans can win Friday night, it, we're, we're talking super short term here. Yes. You're going to gain ground on some other teams. Um, to me, it's about just re- taking a step back. Take, it's good. I guess in some ways it's good that they have a couple days off. Yeah. Maybe look at that 12 spot for a while. Maybe they can let that settle in and mm-hmm. maybe it'll create a sense of urgency, seeing themselves in the basement for a bit before they get to play. Who knows? Right. I, I just think by the time the Pelicans play Friday, but that game tips off at 7 o'clock against Houston, I think hopefully we'll look at the standings and we'll say, even though the Pelicans have been super up and down in every other game lately, that they've their position has improved just based on the fact that some of these other teams have lost games between now and Friday. Yep. And you go into that Rockets game saying, hey, if we win this game, as much as we've been, you know, down on ourselves over the way that Wednesday or Tuesday's game against the Lakers went, you just beat the Rockets and all of a sudden you might be back in the top 10. That could easily yep. happen. So based on, you know, some of the tiebreakers that the Pelicans have on the Mavericks, for example, yeah, and a couple of the other teams, OKC, they beat 3-1. So um, just kick back for the next couple of days. Watch how things unfold of the rest of the conference. As I said, the good thing is, is in a lot of these cases, Someone has to lose because these teams are playing each other. So hopefully that'll be beneficial for New Orleans. Hopeful Jim Eichenhofer. That's what we need today. It's true. You know, we we, we like to think that we're the only one sort of watching uh, the standings right now, watching what other teams are doing. Play-in tournament has made everything different, and we've talked about it a bunch of times. The West is still as bunched up as it's ever been. So uh, as defeating and deflating as that loss was last night, and as flat as the Pels came out, the thing is, you can we're not the only ones doing this. Every game is crucial for almost every Western Conference team right now. And I want to remind people of my theory philosophy about the play-in tournament, which is the fact that they expanded it to 10 teams often means never having to say you're sorry. 
So we can stew about how the game against the Lakers went as long as we want and mope about it. But the, the fact remains that because of the way that they've expanded the format to where it's 10 teams, you still are legitimately right there in the race. You just need to put together some yes. wins. You can't, especially in the stretch coming up, you can't go win, loss, win, loss for a long time. You gotta, you gotta put together some kind of winning streak, even if it's two or three games. Yeah. But the good news is that if you do win two or three games in a row, the chances are that you're going to jump up a bunch of spots in the yeah. standings. So this that, is the stretch to do it. Exactly. So, so we're here. That's what we're looking at. Yep. So let's uh, let's ride, Pelicans fans. I know that we are all feeling bad. Uh, look, my my two year old son. He's he. I uh, try not to bring my work home with me, but uh, you know he's just starting to talk. He's starting to do his numbers and stuff. And you know he says little words like you know, blue and up. And today he said, uh, "Dad, dad." Why can't the Pelicans string together two consecutive strong mm. performances? Excellent. And then he peed in his diaper, and I was trying to explain to him why, uh, you know, the health-wise, the, the difference in rotations, but, you know, he wasn't paying attention by then. He was playing with his blocks. You know, I dropped him off at daycare, and one of his uh, friends was like, why did you make my daddy sad? And I'm like, I didn't do it. I'm not the Pelicans. I'm just wearing the shirt. Uh, so I hope that I can make the children happy again and the Pelicans can make them sing and dance. Uh, you know, Jim, I think if we win these games, we will once again be feeling high on the horse. Uh, if we do not, uh, my plan is to gain about 250 pounds wow. and come in uh, next season in a Pelicans moo-moo and uh, we'll see how everyone reckons with it. You'll, you'll be able to fill out that Kyle Kuzma outfit if you put on 250 yes, pounds. So. Yes, and it's inflatable. But, but I don't want to see that happen, so let, let's not, let's try not to do that. No, no, and, and your push-up competitions will keep me in check. We are the Pelicans Podcast, presented by SeatGeek. Huge thanks to Aaron Hardigan from Bally Sports. Big old thanks to Jim Eichenhofer for keeping me from passing my head through a window. And thank you for listening to the Pelicans podcast. Tell all your friends and pals, it's everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, everywhere iHeart podcasts are. We will speak to you once again on Friday. Yeah! Go Pels. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek.